What's up, everybody? Here we are on Respawn Aim Fire's Barf Special Side Quest. Barf stands for Backlog Accomplishment with Respawn and Friends. Um, it's a monthly episode where we talk about a game from our backlog that we wish we would have played or want someone else to play, and we do it that month, and you vote on it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is not how this intro usually goes, and I'm making it up on the spot, and it's going great. I really feel like, because it's called Barf, like that sounds like a very, like weekend morning radio show thing like you need the sound (laughs) 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 welcome to barf (laughs) (laughs) i just it reminds me of that show from um parks and rec the radio show from yes yep (laughs) the dude 100 percent the dude. Oh, look at these fucking sexy people in our chat speaking of our chat you can go to twitch.tv slash apple idiots there are we've got um engaged family gaming in here calling us jocks we are nerds wait a minute that seems backwards Second of all, uh, yeah, we got uh, Adam Gumby in here calling us handsome. Aw. Thanks, Adam. You're so handsome. You're cute, too. We're going to talk yeah, today about Metroid so Fusion. It's yes. a game that is the direct predecessor to the upcoming Metroid Dread. It is a game that yes. is nearly impossible to play legally. <laughs> yes. <It is. laughs> uh, a game that uh, both of us have some sort of link to in our childhood. So I'm really excited to talk about this game today. Again, if you are a patron over at patreon.com slash respawn aim fire, you get to choose what games that we play. Um, We just put out a poll for September. We're doing Batman Arkham Asylum. Side note. I'm pumped. It's on sale right now on like every platform for like 12 bucks for the whole collection. So go do it. That's a good game. And funny enough, very Metroidvania. Right? Metroidvania. Mm. Which gets its name specifically from Metroid Fusion. Yeah, specifically. Yeah, 100%. Specifically. Didn't exist before yeah. that. Speaking of Metroid Fusion, I want to start this conversation by just talking about... This game came out in, in our childhoods, I assume, right? You're not like mm. 74. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> but it came out in our, in our childrenhoods. In by the, the way, I'm Trevor year. Bettis for anyone who doesn't recognize oh, my voice. Oh, me. I didn't even say anyone's <laughs> name. Hey, everyone. I told you, this is not my usual Yeah, you did intro. off the top of your head, and then I interrupted you with a good riff. So it's, it's actually God my fault. God damn it. Hi, everyone. I'm Chad Michaelinis, one of your usual co-hosts. Uh, we also have with us here Trevor tyrannical bettis <laughs> tyrannical I, I try to find really good middle names for people as i make them up on the spot and it just it just sounded good <laughs> all right we'll go with that trevor just you once. have you've been on our show a ton in fact i ton. think you were on not last barf but the barf before that when we did something that you liked i'm sure i don't know alan wake was the last one i think i was on alan wake i don't yep. know you're just on our show so much that just yep. i imagine that you're there a lot but in case this like is someone's first on. time seeing you on our show, um, tell us tell us about yourself and where people can find you and what you do. I think the weirder one would be the person that had only heard the first time that I was on to now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that would be the weirder yeah. one because I was like, I don't really do shit. Um, hey, uh, I'm Trevor Bettis. I'm the community manager for Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms as well as the host of way too many podcasts that you can find on my Twitter account at the Trevor. There is an A hiding in there. Um, other than that, I'm a big old freaking nerd and I love Metroid. I love it oh, so yeah. damn much. Oh, ah. yeah. I've been pumped for this literally all week. <laughs> you know you know what I want Idol Champions to actually be in real life? I know it's not hmm. this, but I want Idol Champions to be like American Idol All-Stars. <laughs> 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 
And you are <laughs> you are the community manager for American Idol All Stars. See, what I did there I, in my head is I combined PlayStation All Stars with American Idol. So you're actually playing as them just beating the crap out of each other, and they've all got their supers where they sing real loud and throw each other around. <laughs> I would play the hell out of that. <laughs> you get the Mariah Carey I, I, like really high note that like just shatters everyone's eardrums, and I, I, I would main Adam Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good choice. I would Ruben stutter the fuck out of everyone and just kind of roll my way across. Oh my god. Okay. 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 Let's talk. Oh, about Gage Family Fusion. Gaming asks if uh, Trevor's been on more than they have. I don't know. Oh, the, uh, the I answer is yes. I believe mm. Engage Family Gaming, Stephen Deusman from Engage Family Gaming has been mm. on maybe like f- five times. Trevor, I think you're nearing 74. That's the second time I've said that number on this podcast. What the heck? It's a sign. It's Jim Carrey's 74, the movie. Trevor, what does this franchise mean to you and what does Metroid Fusion as a child bring to memory? <laughs> bring to memory. <laughs> yes. I, I, I shall bring you to memory. Um... Metroid Fusion, like, okay, so, like, I have ADHD, which means I have a lovely thing called hyperfixation. And, man, the year that Metroid Prime and Fusion came out was, like, the best year ever because I had never played a Metroid game. In fact, up until that point, I'd never heard of Metroid. I think I made a, like, I may have seen it in passing and stuff like that, but, like, I didn't get a gaming console a home gaming console until I was uh, like sixth grade, like 2000. Uh, and this game came out like what the freaking year after that? <laughs> it was 2002. Was it 2002? Okay. Two years yep. later. So yeah, what, one of the kids in my, um, my boy scout troop was like, Oh dude, you got to get Metroid prime. It's so freaking good. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. I've never played this stuff. So like, I just got it one time. Uh, I think I spent like my allowance money on it or something like that. And I immediately got sucked into it. I was like, I love everything about this. I love the vibe. I love the look. Uh, I, I love the, the the character, the the monsters. Everything about it was just fantastic. I still will play Metroid Prime to this day. And me being me, I got hyper fixated on it. So I started looking up all of this stuff about it and all these other things. And then it was like, hey, by the way, this game called Metroid Fusion came out literally the same day. I think I think it's the same yeah. day. It might have been like, a, day, yeah, yep. yeah, exact same day. And so maybe me, I was just like, well, I have to get this. So I did like a bunch of freaking like extra chores or I may have just asked my mom. I can't remember which one it was. I either worked really hard or was just like a baby about it. But I got the game. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so different from Metroid Prime because Metroid Prime first person shooter, 3D, uh, you know, really good graphics. Sound sound design is just chef's kiss. And this is. A 2D side scrolling, um, more horror themed um, right. uh, game. And I, I'd, I'd never played a Metroidvania style side scrolling game. So I was playing these in tandem where it's like I either I was playing Metroid Prime or I was playing Metroid Fusion like on the go or something like that. And I just 
fell in love with these games so dang hard. Like I was constantly thinking about it. And when it got uh, later, later on, like I, you know, was able to get Metroid Fu or Metroid prime, not Metroid. Prime, those are the two I already said, super Metroid, <laughs> uh, and, and all the other ones. And I just started playing them all. Like I was playing all of the Metroids available in 2002 <laughs> at the same time <laughs> that must have been so confusing you're like wait a minute where do i get the ice beam wait a minute which uh -huh. game is the ice beam in all of the games the ice beams in okay <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh yeah was not a good call on 14 year old trevor's part um <laughs> but uh fusion was definitely one of them that just stood out because as far as the side-scrolling ones went that was probably the prettiest that had come out because like super Metroid is really good looking, but it was on the super Nintendo and they didn't have as many techniques for things as they did, uh, going into the game boy advance. And I like, it was so different from the rest of them. Cause you get the fusion suit and everything like that. I just, I loved it. And then fun fact, when you beat Metroid fusion, you could connect your game boy advance to your GameCube and get the fusion suit in prime the coolest damn thing ever i loved it <laughs> how fucking cool is that yeah God. so like th this is definitely one of those like this is my childhood this is one of those games for me where it's like i was uh, completely obsessed with it um it, it, it gave me a lifelong love of side-scrolling metroidvania games because i mean later on i got into castlevania because they're like i mean it's metroid with swords and so i, mean, <laughs> I just got into that and now love castlevania just as much but that, that's yeah, that, awesome. That's that's mine. We have what about I think, you? opposite Metroid stories. <laughs> mine is I was not a Metroid boy at, as a young lad. I the very first time, like you though, the very first time that I have actually ever heard of Metroid or knew anything about it was Super Smash Bros. on N64. Oh yeah, 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 Samus yeah. was in it. I actually, like, I this knew Samus, Samus didn't know what she was from. <laughs> Yeah, and I, at the time, I don't even think I knew Samus was a girl until much, much, much later after Smash Bros. came out, because I don't even think she took off her helmet or anything like that in Smash I Bros. I knew that because I had a kid in my class that, like, every piece of Nintendo trivia was, like, his, did you know Aragon broke his foot when he kicked that helmet uh, thing? Like, he's just like, did you know that Metroid, is it, it's a woman? It's like, well, it's her name's Samus, but yeah. <laughs> I love that, like, hey, I'm going to prove this really cool fact to you, but also I'm going to get half of it wrong while I do it. Um, so that's what I knew Samus. That's what I knew Samus from. But I only knew Samus, the character. I didn't know anything about Metroid, nor did I care about the universe mm -hmm. that, that she was from. And then shortly after, you know, Smash Bros. came out, I saw the ad for Metroid Fusion, and there was Blue Samus. And I said, Blue, Blue Samus, Samus looks super cool. And there's Scary Samus hunting Blue Samus. So I saw an ad for the game, and I was like, I got to have that right now. And <laughs> I got that. I didn't have a GameCube at the time, so Metroid Prime was something I didn't experience until the Wii. Mm. Whenever oh, I, okay. Yeah, I, I got the GameCube versions because the Wii was backwards compatible, and I played those with the controller. Played that whole trilogy, loved it. Um, mm -hmm. But Metroid Fusion was my very first Metroid game on Game Boy Advance, and I played That's awesome a little bit of it. I didn't realize, like, I, as a kid, I probably just didn't understand. We'll get to this when we talk more about the game itself and the gameplay. Yeah. Like, I probably just didn't understand. Hey, you literally have to shoot every single fucking wall, ceiling, floor, everything in this game to figure out where to go next. And I probably got mm -hmm. frustrated after an hour because I don't remember anything about this game other than I have a cool blue suit and. <laughs> It is a cool um, blue suit, to be fair. It is so cool. It's so cool. That was it. That was my... 
My like one, probably two hours with Metroid Fusion was my only 2D Metroid experience until mm. Barf on this podcast when we wow. played Super Metroid. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's we played Super Metroid. That was uh, an amazing game that I loved so much. We eventually, again, played Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and then I found out that I really fucking love Metroidvanias. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm excited so to go good. back. I just played Metroid Fusion this month, obviously. I'm excited to go back and play Zero Mission on Game Boy as well. Um, like, I, we're gonna, I, Don't get me wrong. We're going to talk about Fusion, and I love Fusion. It's a great game. Metroid Zero Mission yeah. is just... It's so frick, it's so freaking good. <laughs> it came out after Fusion, right? It did. It did. It, it was the remake of a one. remake of one. Okay. Yeah. And it has like but new But it continues on because I beat it and I'm like, all right, cool. Good talk. That was fun. And then they're like, by the way, there's a whole other level after you and I'll beat the game. And I'm like, what? <laughs> That's where Zero Mission is where Zero Suit Samus was introduced, yep. right? Because I yep. watched a, like a whole 12 minute lore video today. And they talked about that. I was like, I don't remember Zero Suit Samus being a thing in like what, literally the coolest part but... of the entire game. That's just awesome. So badass. She's like, That's you know great. what? I just went through this whole alien ruins in this super awesome mech suit. But you know what? I'm so pissed. I will literally kill you in a swimsuit. Like I'm, I got a freaking, <laughs> I got a surf suit on. That's it in a gun, and I'm gonna kill you so bad. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so freaking cool. <laughs> Samus is badass, y'all. She's so badass. Samus for president. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk Metroid Fusion specifically. I yes. have a little bit of some some behind the scenes like fact stuff. Fact frequently asked questions. That's not what this is. Factatusa <clears throat> facts. Factus. Um, as we've talked about already, it came out in two thousand two. It is a direct sequel to Super Metroid on the Super Nintendo. So this is technically the yes. fourth game. Yes, but. Metroid Prime, the all of the Metroid Primes take place between Super Metroid and Fusion. As does Other M. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which we yes. don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, this is technically in the in the series, and this is actually called out in the, the intro of it. It is Metroid 4, and the upcoming Metroid Dread yep. is Metroid 5. Um, because Prime is its for some reason own standalone series of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, 2002, as you mentioned, it was released the same day as Prime as well, which I feel like was probably like cannibalizing some of their stuff. Like, I don't know if that was a good idea to release both of them at the same time, but like, it seems it, that was well. back in, it, it was back in this wild time where they would just do that, where it's just like, yeah. you know what? No, you're getting two entries in the same franchise, not even in the same year on the same freaking day. Yeah. I miss that. <laughs> you know what though? It honestly probably didn't even matter because back then, like a solid exact release date was impossible to know <laughs> because oh, you yeah. had to, you knew based on like Game Informer magazine or if that was even around back then, like Nintendo Power or something like that, or a very bare bones <laughs> internet website that maybe told you a wrong date that was very very uh, expired. But I remember I blame like for games, <laughs> it's all Pear Schneider's fault. I remember it's around this time fault. like. I was really into Sacred, which is a Diablo like ripoff, and there was oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When that was, we saw trailers for that when that was coming out, and I remember going to Media Play, which was our our place of choice, going to Media Play every single oh my like God. once a week, saying, "Is Sacred here yet?" And they're like, "No, it was supposed to be out three weeks ago, but we don't know." 
And then I go back the next week. Is Sacred out yet? No, no, it's not. I'm like fuck. So it was. There's no way to know release dates back then. So it probably Dude, didn't even matter. Game Informer got me once. Like they were like, oh no, Met- or, uh, uh, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory is totally coming out this day. I went to the GameStop and the guy's like, it's not even a Tuesday. They don't release <laughs> games on not Tuesdays. Get out of here, you stupid kid. It's like, ah. <laughs> there was, we'll get into this later with Metroid Dread when we talk about that at the very end. But Metroid Dread was the same way. Like Nintendo Power said, coming oh. later this year, look at E3 for more information on Metroid Six. Dread. Years. Anywho, fusion. <laughs> fusion. Metroid Fusion. Uh yeah, came out in two thousand two, November of two thousand and two. Um, and surprisingly didn't come out into in Japan until February of two thousand and three. Really? Which was, yeah, really backwards for how things used to be. Um, way back when, when things were coming hmm. out in Japan, sometimes years in advance before they Well, got I here. do think that Metroid does better in America, <clears throat> if I remember correctly. I could be wrong about that, but, but I think that's what I've But it's still one of those heard. things, like, at the time, though, everything released in Japan first. Like, if it was not going to be a worldwide release, which still was actually kind of rare, like, it would still yeah. be staggered. Japan first, U.S. Yeah. second, and, like, Europe would get it next generation. <laughs> <laughs> Look up for uh, Metroid Fusion on the Nintendo DS. Uh, coming this fall, <laughs> maybe. Speaking of, the game came out on Game Boy Advance. <clears throat> it was voted handheld game of the year at 2002 in the Interactive Achievement Awards. Uh, won best Game Boy Advance adventure game from IGN, best action game for Game Boy Advance on GameSpot. And then you could only play it either on the Game Boy Advance. If you were one of the people who bought the 3DS for too much money, then Nintendo said, hey, we're sorry, here's free games, and you got this game as an option. Or you could play it on the Wii U. On the virtual console. And we know that yeah. no one bought that console, so that's a moot option. <laughs> so it's very, very hard to legally play this game. I personally, yep. this month, was playing it on Game Boy Advance with the Game Boy Cart itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought it on eBay, so there's no telling if it's a legit cart or if it was like a, a ROM. A forgery, yeah. Cart. Who knows? But I tried to play it as legit as possible. You did your due diligence. I did. And I know that it's, you know, 700 years later, Nintendo's not going to see any of that money anyway, so why does it even matter? But... Yeah, again, you did your due diligence. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about the, the, like, the background behind this game's development, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. The, the game was, as I mentioned, a direct sequel to Super Metroid. It's the same exact team, R&D, and Nintendo has the most imaginative names for its development studios. Uh, Nintendo Research and Development 1 is the name of this team. <laughs> I love uh, same it. team that did Super Metroid. They decided they wanted to do a new game rather than what was popular at the time, remaking SNES games for the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a really popular thing <clears> to do. <throat> uh, but they decided they want something new. It was early sh- footage was shown off in 2001 at E3, um, and it looked more like Game Boy Color style graphics. But then mm. uh, a little bit later, a 2002 E3, which was a few months before release, <clears throat> they finally showed it again, now under Metroid Fusion instead of Metroid 4. As I mentioned, won a bunch of awards. But uh, Metroid Fusion added some things to the franchise for the first time. As you mentioned, some of the things that like Super Nintendo wasn't powerful enough to do that the Game Boy Advance was, there's a lot of environmental effects, like yep. the spotlight on Samus in the dark areas, oh, <clears throat> which was really so kind of creepy and isolating. There were some uh, environmental effects like rocks falling whenever there's the big giant uh, machine in that one area, the one biome in this place that is just Mm -hmm. like crawling around and you could see the rocks falling and snowflakes and stuff like that that were uh, a pretty cool 
edition from the Metroid Prime series, or sorry, from the Met- Super Metroid series. Um, there are also uh, a couple of interesting things about this team. They didn't want to focus on the Metroid the Super Metroid like programming techniques that they had done on the Super Nintendo to make this game, but instead they used Wario Land 4 as a reference for how to make this game, which was that same team's previous game that they made. That explains the colors. That a hundred to me, that a hundred percent explains the colors of this game because it's a lot more vibrant than for sure. Yeah. Like Super Metroid, for instance. That's ah, interesting. Yeah, huh. I didn't realize I didn't play Warrior Land Four. I played Warrior Land Three on the Game Boy Color, mm. which was my fucking jam. I also smushed a cockroach <laughs> in my Game Boy with that game cartridge as well. <laughs> Not on purpose either. That was oh a weird morning. God. I'll tell that it's ten seconds long. I'll tell the story. I come down as a little tiny baby child <laughs> with my Warrior Land Three cartridge. I'm gonna go play it on my Game Boy. Pick it up. And I put the cartridge in the Game Boy, didn't think anything, I didn't feel anything, hear anything, turn it on, nothing. And what's going on? Turn it off, take the Game Boy out, put it in again, and I hear a crunch. I'm like, what's going on? Oh. I take it out again, and there's this yellow goo, and I look oh. and there's a crushed cockroach. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, it's no, fucking gross. You. Anyway, um, there were... Uh, a couple of abilities that I didn't realize weren't in Super Metroid, but now looking back in it, it makes sense. All right, I now remember that. This was the first one to add climbing on walls or ceilings as an option. I was yep. like, oh, yeah, I forgot. In Super Metroid, you used the like, grappling hook, but you couldn't actually climb on it. <clears throat> and then, of course, it introduced the X-Parasites as the new like baddies. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of Super Metroid, spoilers. The last Metroid. The last Metroid sacrifices itself to save your life. Um, aside from that, there are a lot of really um, sim- a lot of similarities between this and Super Metroid, and it's hard to talk to talk about this game and not talk about Super Metroid. At the oh same yeah, time because all the same weapons. It's the same story. I, I, this I assume is true of all Metroid games, where for some reason. You lose everything because you're clumsy. Oh, God, I've lost everything, and I didn't have air tags yet. Uh, and so you got to go find all your suit upgrades again. But they're mostly the same exact suit upgrades that you got from Super Metroid again. Uh, there's a lot of the same, like the end boss fight is very, very similar. You know, Parasite X, Samus, SAX coming in to save you at the end, mm-hmm. the same way the baby Metroid comes in to save you at the end of the other. It's like there are there are so many parallels to this that it almost feels a little bit like Metroid Super. Why do I always fucking do this? Super Metroid okay. 1.5 rather than yeah. Metroid Fusion. But there are some cool things about it that kind of make it unique uh, that we'll talk about starting now. Oh <gasps> my God. Um, let's talk about. Suit upgrades and weapons and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Because I, go for oh it. God. Oh, uh, I one of the things that I love about this is the way that you do it. Because in most of the Metroid games, you're in some place that has Chozo ruins. And uh, by the way, that's that's how I say, I don't know if that's how you actually say the alien race's name. I'm glad you uh, said it out loud uh, first. No, um but yeah you're most of the time in like chozo ruins and uh the the suit is uh chozo technology so like you know she finds stuff that allows it to upgrade her suit and whatnot and so 
I love the fact that we got a game that was like, okay, but you're not going to be in one of those places this time. You're going to be on a space station. Like, the 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 thing that I really do love is that the, uh, Metroid One was inspired by Alien. Like that was uh, Alien was a really big inspiration through development and whatnot. That's actually why Samus is a woman is because of Ripley, and uh, you know they wanted to make the Alien scary and stuff like that. They wanted to do something on that level on a Nintendo game. And so the Metroid sorry, they Fusion, also, they also named Ridley the enemy in this game yeah, after Ridley Scott because of Ripley. Alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, 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 um, they, the, but this is the most alien game cause you're on a space station. You're on like the Nostromo essentially, like you land in the landing bay of this massive place. And so there wasn't going to be Chozo ruins. There wasn't going to be an excuse to have those artifacts in there. And so to completely change Samus into this, you know, the fusion suit, like biotechnology and everything like that. And then the way that her suit now upgrades is by defeating these aliens with, you know, the, the, was it called Parasite X? I can't remember. X Parasite. Yeah. 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 That has that stuff in there. And those like, and I love when they come out and there's those little globular, like moving (laughs) things. And then it attaches and becomes something new. So freaking cool. Like, and, and, you know, I say that. And then, you know, Metroid Other M, the one that shall not be named was like, oh, we also didn't have Chozo Ruins. It's just the white man that told her not to use something. Um, Uh, so yeah, that, that's, uh, I, I love that they, uh, that they found a new way to do the game, even though, like you said, it is very much in the same kind of like plot structure way of like changing the environment, changing how she goes about doing stuff just from the get go. Like you're told like, this is different. You like from the moment you get in there, you're hit with the thing. Uh, actually, it was in the cutscene you get hit with the thing. So, like, as soon as you come out of your ship, it's just like this is a different Samus. Yeah, I love and it. That's that's actually a really cool like setting up the story for all of this in that cutscene. First of all, this is the first one to mm-hmm. have animated cutscenes too, which was pretty cool. That's true. Yeah. Um, but to to like the excuse for losing all of this shit is because, um, you know, you were infected by this parasite. You had to take off your suit in order to to heal from it, and then they injected you mm-hmm. with Metroid DNA in order to fight off the parasite. Yep. And then now that's why you're immune to this X parasite because you are now officially part Metroid yourself, which is pretty cool for who knows so what the future cool. holds for that. But yeah, I love yeah. you mentioned the X parasites and like them just like being amoebas and blobbing around the world. I love the extra added challenge that that gave you for the uh for the gameplay because it's not just about like let me kill the enemies on the screen now it's like i have to pick that shit up or else it's going to turn into another enemy or yeah. god forbid two of them form together and it makes an even stronger version of that enemy sometimes and that it's like uh it's like kill confirmed in call of duty or something like that where you kill somebody but the point doesn't count <laughs> you pick up their dog tag <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. so that was i, yeah, I that... really loved that mechanic of it and i felt like it added another mm-hmm. it's not just like you have to kill in order to heal yourself or kill in order to get more weapons and missiles and shit like yeah. that in order to refill. I really love that. Kill so you're not screwed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, the, the, uh, 
One thing I'll say, actually, there are two things about this that frustrate me, but that they are frustrating things about the Metroid franchise in general. Okay. Um, one is while I was playing this game, it's the same problem I ran into with Super Metroid, and that it's it's so everything is so obscured in a way. Yep. Like Super Metroid, there are certain things about the world and the game that you could not know without reading the manual. And obviously in this digital age, we don't have manuals that are easily yep. accessible or that you would think to find or look through. Um, and so had I not already frustratedly played through Super Metroid and I was playing this for the first time, I wouldn't have known. Like, for instance, there's one part where I had to use a super bomb in order to like break a glass cage. I was like, I remember this being something that frustrated me for like an hour and a half in Super Metroid. And I got super pissed that they had not talked about this, but I know how to do it now. And I'm not going to be tricked again. Super fucking tricky Metroid. Um, but then the other thing about just the Metroid franchise as a whole is the need to rely on destructible environments, to, but they are like literally invisible. Like, yeah, you might have to walk through a wall that for if you had not accidentally run into it, you would have never known that that wall was walk throughable. Yeah. Uh, and there's no signs, there's no like cracks in the walls most of the time to let you know you should shoot this or you, you need to use some kind of yeah. missile or something like that. But Hopefully, with dread, we'll see some kind of change with that. But it sounds so, like it's been a staple of the whole series. So, so here's the thing: that um, definitely came from the Castlevania style of this, because Castlevania did the same thing. It's just like if you don't hit that wall underneath the stairs, you don't ever get that he uh, healing item. Um, but this was back in a time where it was all about the the recess talk. It's like, did you try shooting that wall in the the second biome? No? Oh, you gotta oh, go yeah. try it. And so, there was a whole, like, you know, school culture about sharing these things and someone trying it out and it working. I mean, then, of course, you get the downside of it. It's like, if you trade Squirtle and Pikachu a hundred times, you get a Pokemon <laughs> named Pika Blue. Um, I tried that, you freaking jerk. It didn't work. Um, yeah. And so, nowadays, like, you know, it, it's kind of this weird thing because... Some kid telling you it on the recess field didn't feel like cheating, but if you go look for it on the internet, it somehow feels like cheating. I don't, yeah. I don't understand how that works. Um, now, I will say for Metroid Dread, and more specifically, um, uh, Metroid uh, Samus Returns for the 3DS, they pissed a lot of people off, but in my opinion, solved this issue. There is a scan button. If you don't want to play with it, you don't have to. You can still like just kind of go through and not know where the things are and try shooting everything. Or you can hit this button, shoots out a little scan thing, and it highlights breakable walls. I think they're going to bring that back in Dread because it was a really good feature in Samus Returns. But yeah, when you go back and play these games now, how are you supposed to know? Like You just yeah. get stuck in a room like, I guess I'm going to shoot every square inch of this freaking square. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it became. Is it just, all right, new room, yeah. let me kill all the enemies, and then I'm just going to point at an angle. I'm going to shoot everything as I run on the ceiling. I'm going to do the yeah. same thing, pointing down to <laughs> oh, yeah, everything on the floor. <laughs> Hold the bumper. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> yeah. With a better sound um, effect, but still. No, that was perfect. In fact, I would like to re-record that into the ROM <laughs> file if I can. Uh, fun other fact, they this was the first one that they had voice acting for. It was only for like the alarm systems oh, yeah. in the game, but they wanted to have it throughout the whole game, but they just couldn't get it on the ROM cartridge. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing that frustrated me a little bit about this one is that because I played Super Metroid 
I guess it's been like three or four years now since I played it, but I some of the puzzles and because it's all the same weapons i already knew how to do it. like i knew you had to freeze the floaty turtle things in order to jump on them and get from thing to thing and uh, so and, and i like i mentioned the glass tube i knew i had to use a super bomb to break the glass tube in order to get out of wherever mm-hmm. the fuck i was and so i feel like i the puzzle solving aspect of it i already knew which was like oh it feels kind of cheap that that this has been spoiled for me a little bit but i'm glad i knew it because i it yeah. frustrated me the first time playing through super metroid so well, I the the way that I kind of see that stuff is it's the same kind of game language between Super Mario games, where it's like you always know you hit the block, something comes out of it. Sure, you, yeah. Um, you, you you jump on the the Koopa to get the shell to then hit again and go to it. It does that in all of the Mario games. That's just part of the the language of the game. And so there, yeah, the, I I actually do kind of like and honestly respect that they don't continuously try to add in ridiculously new things every metroid game because it would just get ridiculous where it's just like oh now our spin jump causes a tornado that you need to use (laughs) to go into the morph ball and shoot up into the air and then grab with the spider ball but now it's the ultra spider ball (laughs) i do you i i think you're right i think you're right there are some staples that like you just have to rely on for the franchise yeah Speaking of staples that you have to rely on for the franchise, brand new thing, SAX, the villain of this whole thing, the X-Parasite. Terrifying. Yeah, we find out that the X-Parasite is able to like infect, make duplicate copies. It can turn, it can mm-hmm. shift into anything that it wants as long as it sees it. So there's a version of this with all of your weapons and armor, super powered upgrade that you can't fucking do anything to. And you realize <laughs> that right off the bat, if you make too much noise the first time you see it, Whew, scary as hell. Yeah. But the the when they first show that and it does the cutscene where it zooms into her face and you see this like just dead looking Samus with clear eyes yep. just staring. It, that was honestly more terrifying than Schwarzenegger in the first Terminator movie. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to fuck with this at all. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it was really scary, honestly. And the my heart rate was up. That there's one sequence in particular in the game where you like have to run away. It's a chase scene before you finally get yeah. to the end, and that was She's like just going through the fucking walls. Oh my no god, shit's yeah, given. busting through shit. I love <laughs> too how they all. set it up too. Like there's the spooky. Like the very first time you actually can't. I don't think interact. Like you can't give yourself away because you're hiding. Yeah, above no, you, and, she, and she's above you. Yeah, 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 or something. Yeah, but you know, later on there are a couple times where you have to hide. And and then it's like environmentally, you'll come back to some of these biomes that you visited before that SAX has gone through now, and you see everything's just fucking blown to bits. It does. It gives no fucks yeah. about the entire space station. No fucks. Um, so I love how they set that up beforehand, and then you get to that. It's excellent. I think it's a great villain. I think it's yeah. a really cool idea. It's gone now. It's dead. Sacrifices itself at the end of the game. But um, the creator of the game... Remember what is his name? <laughs> Fuck, I'll find it on the page here eventually. But uh, when talking about it, that's the number one thing that they liked so much about this game that they wanted to use in the sequel. And Metroid Dread had been something that they've been trying to do since 2005. Um, yeah. But they just couldn't because of hardware limitations. They wanted to make this this idea of this thing hunting you throughout the entire game that was like briefly a thing here, but like it was yeah. just a couple scripted moments. But they wanted to make it more robust. But part of what they... I, I love the quote. I can't. I can't fucking find it now because I didn't highlight it because I'm an idiot. 
But how dare you? A quote from the uh, the creator who said, who's working on Metroid Dread as well, um, who said, "We we didn't want to make a horror Metroid game, but we wanted to make we we wanted to play around with fear based gameplay." <laughs> and they did a great job at that because, like, yeah. I'll be honest, fourteen year old Trevor. Little, little pansy like he he did not take scary stuff well <laughs> he, he he saw one tales from the crypt like two years before this didn't sleep for six months like he did not did not do that stuff well and so like honestly this game kind of like soft softly got me into thriller horror games because i did that was actually when i started getting into more of the horror games i started playing resident evil soon after this because i liked that 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 little bit of horror thrill that I got out of it, and so it's just grown grown into the fact that now I love Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I god! They this put was Pyramid Head in drug. there coming after Samus. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking terrifying. Um. Yeah. So overall, I had a really really great time with this. It's a little bit shorter yeah. than I think Super Metroid yes. was, but um. If for some reason you listen to this whole thing and you haven't played it, I, I absolutely think you should go back and play it, especially like to set up Metroid Dread. Oh Coming yeah, in just a month. Almost um, a month exactly. Oh my god, it is. It's so close. Sorry, I you just gave me that realization. I just got so fucking excited. Yep. Um, <laughs> oh my god, I, I I was actually just like, man, I wish I had this thing. Uh, a lot of people refer to as time, because I oh, would yeah. play through. All of the the mainline side-scrolling Metroid games before Dread comes out. I just don't have that time. I would love to, though. Um, no, Fusion... The way that I describe Fusion is, is a fantastic Metroid game and possibly one of the best to get you into it because it doesn't overstay its welcome. I love Metroid games, but it gets... There's a certain point in almost every Metroid game where you have to love it to keep going. Yeah. Because you're like, all right, I am ready for this to be over. What do you mean there is an entirely new area I have to explore? <laughs> what do you mean? Um, and so, like, you really, you really do have to love it. And the fact that, like, they lay out, like, this is the size of the space station. That's it. You know how many there are. You see the elevators. Once you've done all the elevators... You know, you'll have to go fuck around a few more things, but it's it it's mostly like a highlight reel of going back to them. Yeah. And you know that you're building towards the ending. And I do feel like this one has more the most. OK, I need to see what happens at the end. I, I, I need to know how Samus gets off of here. I need to know what happens with the, the Samus clone. I need to know what's going on here. Like it, it definitely has the most. I need to know what's happening here. I gotta know. I gotta find out what happened with those little tiny woodland creatures that I released. <laughs> did they make it off safe? Yeah. Turns out, yeah, did, they did know they? how to fly a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you're like, right. Actually, it's I, more accessible because of because of that. And it's actually one of the one of the complaints like people had about it was that it was much more linear and it was more. But yes, because it's a Game Boy Advance game, they wanted it specifically on a handheld to be more accessible to people. So it's yeah. a little bit more linear. It's like, here are these six areas. We're going to give you an AI that's giving you objectives. Go to this area, get this thing. Go to the next area, yep. get this thing. Rather than just being open world, you could fucking do whatever you want, go anywhere kind of thing. Yeah. It, it, it is unfortunate that it is the one that deviates the hardest from like 
how Samus looks, how what things you are fighting, the Metroids and everything, because it, it, it's the game that I always want to tell people to play first. I'm like, you should play this game called Metroid Fusion that has no Metroids in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why you, you get to the, the, the end. game? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You find There's out they've been there, doing yeah. more research and making Metroids for good purposes. Ooh, yeah, right. Ooh. Yeah. And then you explode um, them all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, th- this is always the one that I end up coming back to. I was like, I like I, I do end up telling people most of the time to play Metroid Zero Mission first because it's one of the most perfect remakes. Uh I think it was I think it was the most perfect remake until Resident Evil 2 came out. Like Ooh. it because it, it, it just completely reinvented it, where it was just like, this is Metroid One, but uh, we've put all of the stuff from uh the previous side-scrolling games into it. It's got legend now. Uh, we've got more story in it. We've we have more. There are actual cutscenes in there where like Samus has visions and stuff. Like we built this out, and it's so much more than what the little you know eight-bit freaking Nintendo <laughs> game could ever dream to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the one that I end up telling people to play first. But honestly, I want to tell them to play Fusion because it does have a special place in my heart. And it is, in my opinion, the most approachable. Yeah, I'm excited to play it's Zero Mission. Game. It came, I got that same cartridge. Like I, I bought, you know, get both of these things for like yep. 16 bucks or something like that. Um, so I'm, I'm excited, excited for you to play next. Zero Mission. I am so excited for you to play that. Oh um, my God, so freaking excited. And, and honestly, like I, I want to tell you like, um before like if if you have the time if you end up beating zero mission and this goes listeners viewers as well if you end up being zero mission with enough time before dread please check out samus returns on 3ds it is so good it like that's one that i want to go back it, it, to it's i and the reason but the reason i say this because yeah oh, sorry, the reason i say is cuz it changes a lot about what the the formula of metroid is it's well actually no it changes the speed of metroid and from what we've seen of dread it's exactly the same and that should be because it's made by the same people but i think it's a good prepper for what we're going to get in dread and that honestly leads me to i hope so bad that we get like big connections between fusion and dread like her suit looks real weird looking in the cut in the videos we've seen it's and everything like blue. that. It's got that it's same got blue. The, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, come on, get 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 the get the parasite X in there, get all this going. Cause like this is the culmination of everything that has been happening in non-Metroid Prime games. It is like this is and Metroid. This 5. is the finale, right? Like this is the end of the series. They've straight up said this is the end of the mainline Metroid series. And I'm so freaking excited. And honestly, like, I'm so happy that Fusion was my first one because I'm hoping that it does just perfectly set up Dread. So it's like I'm getting I'm finally getting the sequel to the game that I've been waiting for for almost 20 fucking years. Yeah. How <laughs> wild is that? 20 yeah, years yeah. between sequels. Um, Yeah, I'm very excited for that. I'm very excited for the, you know, the Emmy bot that's going to be the graduation oh, of SAX and now is basically now Mr. X from Resident Evil 2. It, it um, looks so terrifying and I love it. I can't fucking wait. And there's going to be yeah. some stealth in that one too, which is really exciting. So stealth gameplay in a Metroid? V. V good. Let's do it. 
I think that's I think that's all I've got to say on uh, Metro Fusion. Anything else you want to like closing <laughs> thoughts you want to go with? The, no, like cuz that's that's really the thing is that like it's just a good game. Like I Yeah. The stuff that you said there totally fair and valid. Personally, I got no gripes about it. Like and and I mean that is probably rose colored glasses. It was my first Metroid. It was a, it hit me at that perfect age. I had the ADHD hyperfixation. It's got all <laughs> the things of like okay, but like there's probably something wrong here that Trevor doesn't notice. Totally fair. Um, but uh, no, I I I highly recommend playing this game if, if you can get it. Yep. Good yep. job if you can get it. That's the thing, right? That's the song. No. Um, <laughs> wonderful. Thank you so much, Trevor. Uh, please plug anything you'd like, whether it's your Twitter, your American Idol game that you're a co-host for. <laughs> that would be so good. Is. And I'm sorry if that's insane. No, no, no. Just imagine like please. all the all the all the super or not uh, all the Smash Bros. like narrator thing, but it's Simon Cowell. <laughs> yes, yes. Perfect. It doesn't actually say their name. It's just Simon Cowell when you select a character. This fuckhead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> you smash someone. It's a no from me, dog. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I don't know. Go check out my Twitter at the Trevor. There is an A hiding in there. You find all the uh, uh, too many things I am working on at any given moment. So go check those out and have some fun. Perfect. Thank you so much. If you are watching us live right now on twitch.tv slash idiots, we'll be back in about a half an hour with our regular episode. Uh, and as our closing thought, remember September's barf game, Batman Arkham Asylum. Go play it. I'm surprised how many people it's their first time playing this game. It's oh my like, God. I'm, it's, I'm so jealous of y'all for getting to experience that yeah. game for the first time. Enjoy. Very excited. All right. Thanks, everyone. See you soon.